I really, really want to find the mute button for Audacity. That way I can kind of mute myself on and off whenever I so choose. <laughs> like if I'm not speaking. But I don't think that works. I, I don't think that's how you it can, works. Yeah, yeah. Mute your microphone. There's a microphone recording volume you can turn like all the way down. Oh, uh, like yeah, but that's... Up. I just want like a straight uh, you wanna, on you wanna, Yeah, okay. Oh, you might because yeah, I have. You might be able to press I have one on my microphone. mic. Yeah, I on my mic I can tap this thing and it turns it off. Oh, never mind. Oh, I I don't have that. You have a fancy mic. You do have a mic that you can just tap it. That's right. You have like yeah, because I remember I did it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like half the podcast are on mute. <laughs> no, it was only a couple minutes. Eric was editing. It's fine. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Divers. All right. This is the bus. You're listening to Drop the Dice. What's up, everybody? This is Ben from www.dropthedice.com, and we are here in 2022. Uh, we've been having a great year so far, and we got a different crew today. We got the newest member of Drop the Dice 1.0, literally forcing himself into the crew, uh, the head of design and merchandise, and the guy who's going to catapult Drop the Dice into the next iteration. We have Dolby. What's going on? What's going on? I'm just going to stop referencing the fact that you keep telling me I shoved my way into this oh you forced your way <laughs> in for sure yeah uh uh that of course is alfie the man on the street one of the founding fathers of drop the dice and the guy who's always got a bevy in his hand what's going on dude cheers i'm so happy to be here today uh so we were lucky enough to see alfie for the first time in over a year Two years. It was like a year and a half uh, i think it was yeah. like around thanksgiving 2020 was the last time i saw you Oh, and I wasn't even there. Yeah. Suffice oh, it to say, and you, we had a wonderful time. It's been like three um, years since I've seen you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Rising Sun was the last time you saw him, then it's been a long time. That was four years ago, May 2018. Oh, God. We all were different people then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Alfie came over for a weekend that we dubbed Alfie Takes the Valley. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about some of the games that we played during then. Um, but I did want to talk about uh, a quick game really quick. A quick game. A game really quick. Uh, before we were on the podcast, we were talking about Corey Konechka's first game. What is it? The Initiative? Yeah. The Initiative. Uh, so his new game, Voices in My Head, which I don't feel like had any sort of buzz around it. I literally saw a video. didn't even bother to click it. But I was like kind of flipping through my phone and noticed his name on the box, and it's the only reason why I decided to go back and look at the video. So his new company is called Unexpected Games, and I guess the whole idea is him trying to explore different mechanisms and um, different ways to play. The initiative had kind of a cool conceit where what you find a board game, and you're going through trying to uncover these ciphers, and and you're essentially playing the board game that the kids find in the comic book. Right. More or less. Uh, Voices in My Head has this, which I think it might be a little bit more successful, although I never finished the initiative. It, okay, I know, Dolby, you played Kabuto Sumo 
Alfie, did you end up playing Kabuto Sumo? I have not played it, no. Okay, so you have the same idea where there's like a raised uh, kind of level, which is... Okay, the, the, the point of the game is you play different aspects of a guy on trial's personality, almost like Inside Out. And so someone is like his sense of justice or his sense of deception or, I don't know, his outgoingness, whatever, right? Different parts of his personality. And this raised level if his, is his brain. And you put your tokens on it and you kind of push them onto different other raised levels. And, of course, as, with enough tokens on it, the tokens will fall off. And what you're trying to do is uh, it's area control that way. So your tokens might have different numbers on them. So at the end of each round, whoever controls different areas, they get to activate different abilities. But if, if you have like a three on a location and I happen to push you off, then of course your three's not there anymore and now maybe I win the location. So it's got this kind of really cool uh, player interaction and each round the the prosecutor puts a card down and you can see that you're going to activate which one which two locations you might activate so you kind of have an idea of where you can go to to kind of take actions that turn uh i thought it was pretty interesting i don't think it's come entirely like perfect or any or anything but i thought it was a lot of fun there's a lot of storytelling aspects of it a lot of like so the one that we had, he stole from a bank, and you get questions, right? So let's say if you won this location, whoever won it would be posed a question like, oh, do you – like one of them was, sir, why did you run out of the bank yelling? And one of the questions was you could respond with, why did you run out of the bank yelling? Just like silly stuff like that. And then if you did that, um, you got to put different – icons on different jurors so you have these the set of jurors right and the whole point is to get either a guilty or an innocent on each of the jurors and you do that by winning the different locations so everybody has their own hidden goal the prosecutor all they want is to have more guilty verdicts on the jurors than innocent you know your sense of justice maybe you want equal guilty and innocent you know someone else might want like uh, oh, you want to win motor skills or something. It's There's all these different objectives. And it's one of those games where many people can win, so you don't always have to have a loser. Which That's again, interesting. It's is, is really fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. So in our game, RC was the only one who lost because he was the only one who wanted the guy to be innocent. Everyone else, either it... it uh, he needed to be more guilty than innocent or it, it revolved around like owning different parts of the board. When did this game come out? Like two weeks ago. It is. It's Sorry. as you mentioned before, it's like I had not heard of this game until you sent a picture of you guys playing it. And I thought I was like, wait, where? Cause the initiative had a ton of like buzz around it before it oh, came yeah. out. Everybody was talking about, it cause that was his first game with the new company. Um, and it's also, it's interesting because I haven't, I haven't played much of his games, but like, yeah. when you look at the list, they're just so different than these two games he's put out of voices in my head right. and the initiative. 
But I feel like Voices in My Head and the Initiative share not similar... They're obviously not similar designs, but I feel like you can tell they're made from the same person. Right. They think they share a quirkiness that I'm assuming he had been wanting to explore... And he was kind of, I don't know about stuck. He couldn't at FFG kind of, where he was doing IPs and big battle games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy who did Imperial Assault, helped do TI, helped do... Rebellion, like Mansions of Madness, Descent, yeah. Twilight Imperium, I think. But to see him come and do this, I, I think what I really liked about Voices in My Head is how charming it was. Because it is so different. It, and I liked it. It I looks like there's that, more game there than the initiative had. There, I think there definitely is because there's a lot of stuff you could do. Um, like Z-Man's, his whole thing in proper Z-Man fashion, his was he needed to knock off as many people as possible. Nice. So, of course, Z-Man had the one aggressive guy. But, yeah, that's that's voices in my head. Um I don't know. I can't decide if I'm going to take it to, to Oscar's card or not, but we can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Alfie, so obviously the reason I really want to bring it up is because it's, it's another law-based game. It's another what-based game? Law-based game. Oh, I know. I, I, I saw the artwork, and I and I thought to myself, is this – was the artist the same artist for Lawyer Up? Because I was like the yellows and stuff of the courtroom look very similar to Lawyer Up. Not the same artist, so I was wrong there, but – uh, and then I look at the cards, and they're obviously very different. But uh, it 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 is. I, I mean, obviously, give me a, anything based in the courtroom, and I'm there. But uh, it it looks like an interesting game. Is it a, a like the like a normal game, or is it a campaign style game like the initial? No, was? no, it's just it's just a normal game. Nice, I like I think that. Took us maybe like I think you run through eight scenes essentially. Okay. So you put eight cards out. Um, one person's always the prosecutor. And then depending on how many players you have, it plays up to six. Cool. So it it has one of those, like, uh, it's it's pretty loose. So it has kind of like a party game vibe, but not exactly. Okay. It's, it's uh, like yeah, a light. It's, it looks it's like one a light that, like, game. Yeah, for sure. But but not too light where you're not, like, invested. Um, again, like I said, RC was the only, <laughs> only one who lost. And uh, for being RC, he took it pretty well. Oh, last thing. If you guys look at the cover of this, is it not Rodney? Oh, it for sure looks like him, yeah. Right? All right. So uh, let's get to the the point of the podcast. Uh, you were here. We called it Alfie Takes the Valley. We had, a, in proper profession, a giant list of games. And I think we actually did pretty good at getting through quite a few of them. We didn't get to everything that we really wanted to play, but we knocked off some really big ones. Uh, one, uh, let's might as well go in order. Uh, we played Siege of Rundar right at the beginning. Uh, this was a four-player deck builder from Rainer Knizia in which you're trying to escape from a castle. And you have attacking orcs and trolls and goblins. And, and you're just trying to survive. You're trying to dig out this hole, essentially, and escape. Uh, Dalby bought this in Essen. We had a blast playing it there. Uh, we'll get to what we thought about it the second time through, but Alfie, what did you think of first impression? First impression was... I mean, great production value 
for a Kinesia game, right? Don't usually yeah. see those uh, with him. Uh, not that they're bad production, but I mean it's just like the 3D board, which is the box, uh, all the, um, the the like artwork on the cards. Everything was really beautiful. It's a beautiful game. We started playing. It's got that cool. It's kind of like deck improvement or something. You know, it's not it's not quite a deck building game because you're not every time you add a card, you get rid of a card. And with the, I enjoyed. With your turn, you basically take half of your deck and you, you're you going to play that half. So you always know that your next turn, you're just going to get your other five cards or whatever it is. Um, there are always the two that you're going to get rid of. So you don't know for sure which 12, like which 10 cards you're going to be playing because uh, there are two hidden. But there are some educated guesses there as far as I'm likely to get my powerful digging weapon or whatever in my next hand. Uh, and so I, I like that you can kind of plan for your next turn with that. Whereas in most deck building games, there's so many cards that you have at any given time that you can't really tell what your next turn is going to be or even the one after that. It's hard to get synergies to work together. And in this, I can see where you can plan a little bit better knowing that you are going to be both like a bow guy and a digging guy or a bow guy and putting resources on the um cards and I, I find that interesting as a whole i was a little underwhelmed by the actual gameplay like what you're doing on your turn didn't seem that i don't know i i didn't love just at first play the like we'll move and then shoot bow and arrow or move and attack somebody or move and dig or put you know resources on cards and i wonder if part of that is just because it is cooperative, and I tend to not enjoy cooperative games too much because there is a lot of, well, what can I do to help the team here? You know, there's not in-depth planning on my part and hoping no one screws up my plan. It's a lot of, like, you know, collective. Um, there isn't that competitive edge that I think I do enjoy in board games. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my basic, like, not super flushed out thoughts as a whole on Siege of Rundar. Yeah, and you also kind of had a bit of an issue getting upgraded cards in the beginning of the game. So there was probably maybe two or three turns where you didn't have any upgraded at all. At least, where it's just your yeah. base base cards. That's no fun. So it's probably like what two times through your deck that you went and you didn't have anything new to even hope to get the next turn. Yeah, yeah. Which can definitely like kind of bog down your opinion of the game too. I can see I can see where the game is tightly designed. You know, that's kind of where it's like I can yeah. see that this game is designed really well. Um, it reminds me of London by Martin Wallace a little bit where I'm like, I can see for sure how this is a really well-designed game. It's not a game I want to play that often, though. You know, and Siege of Rundar, it's like I think I would want to play it again because I do want to see if they're going into it knowing how a game plays out. How can I structure my deck? How can I structure my turns in order to try a long-term strategy because as i was thinking about it at first i was like i don't think there is much long-term strategy and then the more i thought about it um this game over the past couple weeks i think there it can be long-term strategy and i would like to try that out but it would need another play to actually be able to implement that to see if that's true i really like how on this time around we we tried at least to take roles on which I don't think we did the first time through. The first time through, we kind of just, like, jumped in. Yeah. So 
you know, I, I tried to do um, bows and range, you know, and Dolby, you, you were trying to get pickaxes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, RC I was, I was like all melee. digging, and I ended up seemingly <coughs> a ton of melee. I think maybe because the dig cards also had melee yeah, on it. Yeah, but yeah. you you have to have dug 80% of those rocks. Oh, absolutely. I, I would say that outside of maybe four pieces of rubble, I think I did all of them. All right. I, I did. I also, I was number two at digging, so I will jump in there a little bit. I was helping with the digging. I think I was the only other person that contributed more than, like, a couple stones or whatever. But it is. It, it's, you know, it's like it, it, I liked how we were falling into roles. And it wasn't that we all had one role. It was yeah. you were finding that because cards have multiple abilities on them, you're finding we were finding that like, oh, you kind of fell into two roles. It's like, well, you might be somebody who can dig and shoot the bow because you have good movement and then, you know, it's like I, I think that's a key to that game as well. It's not a single role, but you have multiple roles that you're good at. And even playing it like none of us did the role of like the resource guy. Like, the one who was going around grabbing resources to make sure people could get mm-hmm. better cards. And seeing how some of those cards let you grab, like, like four of one resource at a time, I really want to explore that role. But it also sounds like the most boring role. I'd have to But I want to see on. if it's, like, I think, viable. I think it would be awesome just to be able to have, like, every single turn that you, like, that you come up with. That you you could basically just fill out maybe two maybe three even like yeah. most of most of the way uh, and to get upgrades and just keep churning through those and be like oh, okay cool and i can end up back here and grab the ones i just filled out that's going to give me double what i just did next turn and so let's put some of these like harder weapons to get out and i'll just i'll just like throw a bunch of stuff on there but the thing is it it does kind of play slow in that aspect because you have to be able to kind of work your way up to do that, I think. Right. And I, I like what, when you were mentioning with the level of weapons. I think that adds a nice wrinkle to the game as far as replaying it of is it good to get those bigger weapons? A lot of times you we were saying like, well, what kind of weapon should I flip? And it's like, well, let's just put out a big one. And I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, I'm like, well, why why specifically are we doing a big one? I didn't ask that, but I did wonder, you know, I think about it now. It's like, why at any given time is one weapon better than another? Is it because someone knows they're going to be able to uh, put out a lot of resources next round? Or is it just because we know down the line bigger things are coming with the catapult, with the trolls, all, all that kind of stuff? Which, in all reality, didn't matter because we were the absolute worst at rolling dice throughout that game. And that Holy was tough. Cow. That was tough how bad the die rolls were throughout the entire game. Again, crazy how much dice and, like, chances in this for a Kinitsia game. Yeah. It just, all around, It. I don't even think there's, like, a co-designer on this. It's just, it's like he's, like, trying to enter a new era of design or something. But I I still really had a blast playing it. It's, it's one that I want to... I keep thinking about it. like I want to I want to go back and play it again. Want we'll to confirm with us to see where we got in Essen when we played played this through the first run. I feel like we did better this time around for sure because I think we we only had one left. We only had the one yeah. like actual block left, and so we had te- technically we had eight more pieces of rubble before we died. 
But right. I think we and flipped like I three catapults in a row. So I was going to get rid of that block on my turn. Because for some reason, I had drawn a ton of digging. But then I think either me or you, whoever... It did get back to me. Someone pulled the last orc. Or yeah. we ran out of cards. I forgot. Yeah, we uh, we ran out of orcs to play. Um, oh, puppy. Puppy has joined the podcast. Yeah, we do. We have a nice. puppy puppy podcast. Hell yeah. We did try to do a puppy podcast yeah. at one point. It's still on my computer, I think. Or I have, a, really? I have a folder named Puppy Podcast or something. <laughs> I, I don't think we got that far with, with Bus. I think we once we realized we got to focus on digging, I think we got to like two, maybe two or, or three left. This one I felt like, all right, we're either going to win in like a, a turn and a half or we're going to lose. It, and then we lost. It. It is crazy how overwhelming it becomes, right? It like, it, yeah. I feel like the so game, fast. and this is what I mean when I say like, I feel like it's designed really well. If it scales really well, as you get stronger, the game gets harder. Well, okay, so to that point, I think we made another mistake, and we did the same thing. It started like ramping, and we started freaking out and stopped focusing as much on those new cards and started like trying to stop stuff. We did. Whereas I think we probably should have kept focusing on getting resources, upgrading our stuff, and maybe take the hit once or twice. And I think what I like about this game, even though I said I was slightly underwhelming, what I like about it is how much we're talking about what we want to try the next time. Yeah. You know, and I, I find that really interesting because it's like, you know what, next time I want to do this. I, I think we need to and, – and I wonder, it's like, okay – so ultimately, to win that game, you probably have to have almost no life left, almost no gold left, right? It's like you that have makes to sense. Because, because there's only so many actions you could do in a given round, right? Yeah. And there's some. I'm sure there's some way to like mathematically figure out like, okay, if I only stay on this corner and you stay that side, <laughs> we. But, but with that, it's like there's only so many actions in the game that you can take, and the the randomness is set up that like orcs are going to keep coming out. Goblins are going to come. Trolls are going to come. Catapult comes. All this different stuff is going to come and it's going to come faster and faster that like you have to sacrifice some things in order to get better stuff. And when you do that, I don't know the answer to, right? Is it early on where only you lose only one life when the orc enters in versus like four orcs entering in the, into the uh, inner circle, uh, and so you let that one or come in because you're trying to uh, put resources on cards, but later on you're able to put more resources on cards because your cards are more powerful that you have. And so like, do you sacrifice letting orcs come in then and then they maybe get more, but you're more powerful. So you're able to do bigger stuff. It's like, there's a nice like weighted balance there in the game. And like, that's what's so interesting about that game and, and why I brought up like London earlier with Martin Wallace of like, there's, a weighted decision of there's give and take and you have to decide when you want to do something and that's what's going to make you better and better at that game. Um, and I think maybe that's where the Kinesia part comes in, right? It's like, there's a very simple mechanisms but there's a lot of depth there and there's a lot of like, there's a lot of variation and with these simple things he he really causes you to think about these decisions that matter. Yeah, like I'd love to see him right. play it and see what he does. Yeah, I I don't think he wasn't at Essen, and I don't think he was at Gen Con when we were there. I mean, I've seen him in videos before, but okay. 
So the next game we played after this, a Z-Man joined us and we played Space Race. So Space Race again, we got into Essen. I'll try and post some pictures of it. This is gorgeous. You have the most amazing rocket ship meeples. You got a huge playmat, um, huge deck of cards, a uh, huge pile of like goals, which we found out in the middle of the game. Is that what they were? Uh, but Dolby, tell us, uh, tell us about Space Race. It's a tableau builder where you're basically, I don't know, it's, they, they described it as a deck builder at Essen, which really got my eyes wide and, but it's not (laughs) really, you're building a This is less of a deck builder than Siege. Yeah. No, no. It's even less of a deck builder, which is crazy because it's a deck builder in a sense because you're taking cards that are from your hand and then you're adding them to a deck that will then be dispersed into the unexplored universe of the game, right? Which then you'll take and put into your tableau. Yes. So it's a tableau builder. Yeah, then it's tableau, tableau which is like an engine builder, which I think is a nice little pun for the rocket space. Nice. So, um, but no, second time playthrough, I really, really enjoyed it. I knowing more about the game, I still struggle to explain the rules because I just... I it's get my it, way through that rule book. It's not your fault. That is probably, without even looking at it, the worst rule book in existence. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, just see, seeing Z-Man's head just pounding against the wall until, I mean, he eventually seemed to understand the weird language they were using. But, I mean, I, don't, I wish I had examples because you guys were like saying like, oh, like, here's this. And it's just, just stuff that just doesn't make sense. But thanks to a video... And and like like probably an hour's worth of, of reading the rule book back and forth, and we finally got it. And I agree. Second time through, I understood a lot more, and I think I could teach the game right now. Yeah, which is why I think we should play it in Nashville because I still got it in my head. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'll definitely be watching the video before playing the game again. That way, I'm like fresh and be oh no no, no this is how this particular mechanic works. Yeah. Uh, like just in case, like if any one of us is explaining it, like we can always refer yeah. back to somebody else who have, has watched this video and can actually make sense of this rulebook. I I agree. I think that it's one of those things where, like the vast majority of that game, I think I could explain if you gave me the box right now and all the components. Like it's like there's the little things about when you put cards in that deck or whatever, when what you how much you flip out at first, things like that are the small things. But as a whole, the game is actually pretty simple and maybe intuitive like once you start doing it it, there's no questions really after the first turn or two it's what a seven turn game after the first turn or two there's no really any questions anybody has about that game you know yeah draft a card exactly uh, it's like you act it you choose a card you draft a card and then the card that you chose first will activate whatever lines have that color right and then after that, There's you activate the bottoms, like, and then yeah. and then you score that round. Yeah. And then, oh, that's what we figured out, right? Is that like the the tiles of the big rocket tell you what to score, which is pretty fast. I like that. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah, and you can the, like, uh, there's like all, all sorts of different ones you can use. There's like multiple scoring yeah, for each like round. You can build that rocket different ways. Yeah, the only thing that we I think got wrong was when you place things on objectives. So when yeah. you uh, like when you're contributing or putting something in your tableau, and that particular objective that you're working towards 
I says that oh you can add a meeple to this particular um, like uh, mission. objective mission mission thank you um, the only thing we did wrong is I think that you put them into the actual like launch pad for them for that particular mission and then at the end of the round you place those meeples on and we That's, were doing it right away places we're right away because I think it, it it comes back to the turn order kind of thing right so there's like a lot of like cool turn order changes at the end yeah, of each round so I when like you're scoring the... things because i love the fact that when you're coming from behind if you can just get to somebody and tie them you jump one point ahead yeah as skipping like a tie break mechanic yeah. skipping over is always an interesting thing to do um like great western trail has it with your little engine up the top you you hop over in that you don't actually count the space they're on so in space race which is interesting is it's only if you land on them do you do you go the extra if you're passing through them you still count that spot as a spot which is interesting that you don't just hop o- immediately over um so i i thought that was interesting that it is it's and it, it was so tight for so long that we constantly were just like oh ending on you hopping ahead of you and the next person hopping ahead of you it's like that was that was pretty fun yeah, well, mean, that's where it really wasn't until like the last like sixth or seventh round. Yeah, last two turns. Anybody started to pull it away. <sighs> and it was Sorry. actually if really that one close mission, until if that we one mission would have succeeded. What's that? That one mission, the one that didn't succeed, I had three guys on it. You had a ton. You would have won with that. Would have, yeah, would have put me ahead of Alfie. Yeah, and like really, Alfie like, had that monster turn. We were all so close until we scored Alfie, and then he just pulled away. It was, and it was when I, I look back, it was every single round that we scored those the the those what are they called the launch pad spots. The uh, no, that's not bureaucracy. Um, oh, the ones that are like like it's like the four the circles, the four area yeah, control it's the circles. Alien head, the spaceship head. Every time I scored two of them at the max, which is oh, it, you good. know I think maybe I think the first time points. I only scored one, but I was the only one who scored, and then after that I was scoring every single time at the max like four points or whatever so i i think that's and i had like the biggest lab i had 12 cards in my lab and i don't think many other people were paying too much attention to the lab so i ended up once they figured that cool, out it's a I cool ended up putting a lot of thing, cards in my lab that lab i i like the lab i like even in that last turn um i got to choose something from the what was that, like the the market or whatever it was oh. the space where you had to like discard a card to yeah pay. yeah like yeah. oh investments investments is what it was right so I even got to pull a card from there and like combo on a couple other things throughout that you that, did that you was... had, you were very very proud of your combo last turn <laughs> I remember that, that I mean was it was great. a really good turn it put me within like one space of you before you scored yeah. so like I kind of made it interesting it's I think what's interesting about that game is like as we were trying to learn it it seemed like there's like so much stuff going on it seemed like such a deep game. And it ultimately isn't that heavy of a game at all. You know, as we were it's saying, not, it's, there it's, is it's a lot to easy, do, but I feel it, there is a lot to do, but I, I feel like you're walked through it and there's like the, I don't know, what are the like, people say, like multiple paths to victory kind of thing. It's like, yeah. there's multiple scoring conditions throughout the game. Uh, and then what each round scores is somewhat different. You always score whatever your color in the tableau that you activated is. And then some rounds score your lab, some rounds score the area control section, the missions score um, after the first couple rounds. So it's like there's a lot of different things to be looking at and working towards throughout the entire game. But 
ultimately the cards and like what you're doing once you figure out this uh um what all the symbols mean the iconography once you figure that out the game goes very it's pretty quick and there's not a whole lot of it's not super deep i think almost the hardest decision is what card are you going to play what like colored number card are you going to play for the round I wish I would have paid more attention to not only what color, but which one I was playing. Yeah. Because they all have, like, like a, a small little power. Mm-hmm. And I did one as, like, a throwaway one time, and I realized later that I really needed that power. Like, that power would have, like, helped me get, a, like, another, like, you know, handful of points or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I even played a card early, early in the game that I just not really understanding the game at that point Yeah, that I could have taken back one of those cards. From That's what I was tablet, thinking of. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, I played that early on too. Yeah. So I, I did that. Like, fuck, like if it I ruined that like a possible even better turn later on. But now knowing that I'd be, like, Oh, I can pair this with this particular mechanic and I'll get this card back and do it again. and score even more points. So, uh, real quick, I took the strategy of, of building up a lot of, of like one color, so they ended up scoring a lot of it by the end of the game. I I, I think don't know. I only went after two colors, really. I think I had like my last card was different, but for the first six rounds, I only did two different colors. I don't know how you're able to do the breakthroughs, which don't give you any lines. They just let you place the guy down. The red cards and yeah, the red cards. And then still get enough points on the other stuff. You don't... So that's what... I did the reds. That was my main... I think it was like red and then I did yellows. Uh, yeah. And reds, because you're putting all your different guys out or you're getting all the points from the other ways that ultimately... it. I think later on, people are getting more points from the, the, the colors. But early on, yeah. you're not. You're getting a point or two. So it's like I was yeah. never in the back during the game. I was always one of the front leaders in the game. Uh, and my first color I kind of worked on was red with like a little bit of mix of yellow. And so it's like you're because you're – especially early on, you're only getting a few points from it. That might be the time you take red cards yeah. if there's good ones available because they're putting out um, – you're getting more points, right? You get four points if you win one of those circles. So you get four points versus that versus, like, well, how many points did you get when you activate, like, from purple this round or whatever. That's, yeah, okay, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, um, I like my the cards that I had. I can't remember which why I was able to do it so much, but I was able to add meeples to those breakthroughs, but also, but they were in, like, the, they were resting or whatever. They're fatigued. Yeah, I think you, you were, they were, it was in bureaucracy, I think, a lot you were getting to add. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, knelt down meeples. Yeah. Oh, so, you did have a card that so it lets you do that almost every turn. Yeah, every turn you were, it was. I think it was a bureaucracy. Yeah, you were able to put somebody out there. Yeah, and you had that cool. one so turn. I never where like they all really. I never woke had up. like a, a, was big a couple turn, rounds yeah. where I won things, <laughs> but I was always able yeah. to get like the second place points right, or whatever. Right. So it was actually pretty cool. But the thing is, like, it, it it's just like the double edged sword. Like you have to try to find a way to do that, and then also have a way to stand them up. That's yeah, what the right. card was. That's what the uh, the, the combo uh, turn your, you had. One of your co- yeah, one of the red cards. One of the red 
that you choose stands everyone up. Oh, that's yeah, right. And that was, I think, the yeah. first card I played was, like, the yeah. three or whatever that does that. The one. Yeah, maybe. so if I could have, like, waited until I had a few there, done that a couple more times, and wait until, like, the fifth round to play that again. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be, like, the sweet combo that I was yeah. using. <laughs> All right. That was Space Race. Uh, next up, Drop the Dice favorite. Oh, actually, Jabba's um, Palace. Sure, we, we can we talk played about Love Letter, letter Jabba's Palace, which I think now this so this is the third Love Letter I played. It's probably I think my favorite of them, oh, hands down. Because uh, Infinity Gauntlet was fine, but I think I enjoyed Base Love Letter more than Infinity Gauntlet. I think what's interesting is I never knew that the other Love Letter games had different like things they did. I thought they were all just like rethemed, but like put all the most, same cards. Most up. of them are. Oh, like Batman is just Batman cards. Yeah. Okay. I liked with um, I liked with Star Wars. Infinity Gauntlet. This one, obviously. Yeah. I think maybe there's oh there's one love letter that has like, I think the game has eighteen cards. I think there's big love letter and it's got twenty one cards. Oh okay. It adds like another character. Gotcha. Um. There oh there's Cthulhu love letter that one adds stuff. Okay. So. They do tend to add little things, and and this one. But it most just of those like Adventure Time, all those rethemes that came out for those like five years, they're just love okay. Uh But yeah, we played we played Jabba's Palace. That was fun. Uh, I yeah, I like that it letter. adds another thing to think about with like the objective of that round. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I like the different teams. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, even the little twist on some of the cards, like C three PO, I think was uh, I guess a card in your hand. And if I'm wrong, you get to guess back, and if you're right, I'm out. That's pretty cool. Han Solo, if you have him at the end, like, you also get a point. Oh, you also get a point? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Um, but again, drop the dice favorite, game of the year, or game game, game of the decade, Cole. Uh, I think now that's everyone in Drop the Dice has played it. I think you were the last one. I think so. Because Rico's playing it, despite it, his, his misgivings. He doesn't like it. Uh, he know. doesn't like it because it seems like when he first played it, we were already so good at it, and he was just learning it. And I think he was just being a little bitch. Okay, because I also just played it, having been the last person to play with you guys, and like, yeah, you had like a monster first. You turn. guys weren't that good. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. All right, so um, there's two things I learned. Uh, I'm gonna we're talking about cult here. Choose choose your god wisely, right? Yeah. Uh, cryptozoic. Yeah. There's two things I learned. Uh, uh, or one one major thing that I took learned the most about uh, while in Phoenix, and it had to do with crypt and Trikirion, and that is that RC talks more shit than anybody else <laughs> that we've ever played games with. Oh, yeah. I don't know anyone who talks more shit than him, which is great. Yeah. Because the last time I saw him, he was, you know, www.dropthedowndice.com. Yeah, drop the <laughs> Like, uh, which is great with, well, with most games, Cole specifically, he could usually back it up. He was, he was playing, I think what, what was cool is all of you made, were making plays throughout the game. All, all of us, all of us were making plays throughout the game. And they weren't necessarily, like, telegraphed where it could see, like, oh, exactly what you're doing. Like, when he was able to... Um, oh, he summoned off of that one priest. Off of one, which a I've one never seen happen. Right point priest. 
that was really interesting. It was like, whoa, that was kind of cool, like, that you were able to do that. And then that kind of puts you on notice that, yeah. well, hold on. Like, if something like that can happen, like, what else can happen in this game? You know, which is really cool. Um, but uh, Colt, was, it was awesome. That was, that was a super fun game, right? It's like, if we're talking, my, yeah. it was my first play. I immediately was like, I got to play this game some more. Like, that was... That was fun. It's a nice. How do you describe that game? It's like a kind of area it's control. It's like kind of a combo builder. Yeah. With some area control in there, but it's not even combo. It's like it's not a tableau builder. It's not. It's it's kind of engine, you. You said, but not really. You said something while we were playing it where there's like there's a through line, and and that's your combo. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you could it's pull the order off, of operations in which they yeah. execute, which is what gives you the combos, They're, right? Okay. It's planning like you strategically see. your influence in an area. So basically, it's majority control for an area, but then you combo that with uh, your god powers, which allows you to combo into other spots where you may not even have influence at that time. Right. And and I I liked that the god powers do. They don't force you to play differently because it's like how often are you using your god power? And I feel like someone who's really good with a certain god might use their god power a lot. Whereas something where it's maybe a little harder to either see how it's useful or um, it isn't like it doesn't coincide with your play style. I feel like you might use your god power less. Uh, but Unless I, you're Tiamat. Then you're never going to use your god power well, regardless. Get good, dude. Why didn't you have a? You guys said you guys needed a card engine. Get a freaking card engine. Put your temples down at the twelve spot, right? Or not twelve spot? The the yeah, palace. I think it's the twelve spot. Twelve put spot. Put it at the palace, tree. or put it at the one, or put it at the <laughs> the the docks, or whatever. Like, get a card engine. What's wrong with Tiamat? Dude, I I I couldn't get it. That I yeah. couldn't win it's any Ben's of those kept spots. Going to palace. I, I, I could not get any of those cards. I, I just couldn't do it. The, it was the, annoying. The other thing I like is the metagame within it. You guys, when like RC gets up to like go to the bathroom or something, you guys are like, he's going to buy this freaking spot. He's getting his money, and all he's doing is buying these cards. And he was buying more cards than anybody else, like using the money, not going to the palace. He would just be like, yeah. I don't need to go to the palace. I'll just get all the money I want and buy the card before anyone can take it from the palace. Because he fucking took the tithe. Right, he takes... So he's getting three coins a turn at least. RC and those tithes, man. It, it, but... it, like, it's so frustrating, but it works out just so freaking well for him. It, it, but that's it's, it's so annoying. And that... That's the metagame. It's like, well, now you guys know that he does that. So now yeah. it's like, yeah. okay, now I have to implement my strategy. Do I stop him? Or do I... Do I stop him from getting those? Do I take them? Or... Do I try to make it so that he's not getting all that excess change from all the other things and able to, to buy the cards? It's like there's all sorts of fun uh, little interactions there. I thought the game took us a little too long, which like classic drop the dice fashion where it's like I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my god, like how are we still playing this? But I think part of it – part of that's my fault because as I was playing through, there's like terminology that I would mix up like patriarch versus um, like cult or whatever, you know, where it's like wait – Oh, your patriarch isn't you; it's your the actual value. Yes, yeah, like one piece, guy yeah, kind of thing. Um, I mean, there's other stuff like like free priest takes a, people a lot to get usually, right? Like like exactly what a free priest is, right? Uh, and 
So and the fact that your patriarch can be a free priest, but only when it's not being like sacked or something like that. And it, 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 there's yeah. a lot of weird one-offs in, inside the rules that it takes a playthrough or two possibly to get comfortable with like reading a card and knowing what it means or reading a yeah. spot and knowing how that works with things. But I do really enjoy how the different spots, like there's all sorts of different strategies that you can take and not just because you can win by, is it one of three different ways? Yeah. But also uh, within those three different ways, there's all sorts of different routes you can take to get there because of all these spots. And I, I find that compelling with the game. And it's a reason I find the game one that I want to come back to again is because not just like, oh, it was an interesting, like, put your guy on a spot and, like, whoever wins the spot gets the stuff. And then whoever gets their combo off first wins. It's nice that, like, with summoning your your um, god, you need, you need the two. You need to get it twice. Yeah. Uh, and then the other things are the, the, the temples or the, like, they are um there's ways to stop someone basically there's ways to stop people from being able to like run through that kind of stuff um including going to that number two spot where you can just buy the spot you want to win and uh so it's like i really enjoy that and i felt like and i felt like with that first play if i hadn't gotten so caught up with the i felt like about two to three turns before the end, I'd already kind of given up. I was kind of like, I was pretty tired. I knew we were going to yeah. play Trick, which I love more than Colt. Save your mental capacity for the game you love. Yeah. Right. And it was just kind of like, well, I mean, we were having the conversation, Dolby, of like, do we just let RC win? It's like, yeah. do we just let him have it this turn? You know, because it's like, I don't, and, and Ben's, you played it perfectly. Of course. You met, you met a game team better than anybody in the world. You know, cause I said, I was like, well, I'll win next turn. I'll win next turn. If we go to the next turn or yeah. I, we can have RC win this turn. I was thinking, I was starting to think of like who actually won this round. And I, now I remember because we did not let RC win. Right. Because he had talked so much garbage right. throughout the entire game that right. I was like, nah, he's not exactly. winning. This. So and that was it. in a way we king made, but, but, but we didn't mean to because. Ben snuck through on the next turn. And if I hadn't been so focused on stopping, because there was, I'm messed up and I was placing my guys on like the last spot, even though I didn't have enough uh, priests or followers or whatever it is. Um, I didn't have enough followers to be able to place down there. And there was other ways I could, there was like three or four different ways I could stop RC from winning. And I was just going to try to win this turn. And once I realized I couldn't do that, I got kind of flustered and was like, oh, okay, like, I couldn't actually do any of the moves I did this turn. So it was like, well, I'll just stop him with this one card I have or whatever. And then if I had not been so messed up with that, I could have seen Pence doing what he was doing. Because you tried for, like, three or four turns in a row. You were trying to do almost the same thing. You were like, yeah. I just need one more temple or one more fanatical mob or whatever. You were just like, I just need I need to get a little bit more. And I yeah. also, I, I think maybe other people, but I was doing my best to thwart you every turn too. I'd yeah, you kept getting rid of my spot, fanatical moms, so whatever. I couldn't win with moms. But I could get to three, and with three, I could activate the the temple for free. Right. Well, not for free. And you were able like, to. Was it build a final temple or? No, literally, I just so I just yeah, I built my final temple. Right. So literally, I think on my first turn. I didn't even place the guy. I just prayed and built the temple. Yeah, you like placed him out, prayed, and then and then you built the temple. And it, and it was because if I hadn't been so focused on 
winning that turn, no, because I should know I can't win if I didn't cheat. Yeah. Knowing I can't win, I can stop RC with one card. I could have focused more on you, who was perpetually round after round so close to winning. That yeah. I would have been able to, and it's like then in my mind I'm like, damn, I could have won my first game of Colt, and I'm so mad I didn't. <laughs> but I was, I was a, to me that was like of of Siege of Rundar, of Space Race, Colt. Like to me, Colt is the one that like if I don't play those other two again. I won't Probably feel okay. too disappointed. If I don't play Colt yeah. again, it'll be like, for a long time, I'll be one and be like, man, I wish I could play Colt. Oh, we're going to play Colt again. Yeah. I mean, if you come I out, know. like, it, it's going to it's going to happen. Like, we forced Rico to buy a copy. Nice. And we actually like, I don't know if that's in the main evidence. chat, but we made him send us a picture. Cause I remember we, that, yeah. We, we didn't believe that he had it. Because he had lied well, about having um, it before or something? He yes. said he got it the last time we went to Nashville. And he didn't have it. And he was like, it's on its way, guys, I swear. <laughs> yeah, like, I will say this, like, the one thing that I, I could have been more of a factor in the game had, I, I think I got stopped from summoning, I think, two times almost in a row on back-to-back turns, which really set me back. So I, I kind of got all in. those times, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, you took the, uh, I didn't mean you, to. on accident, you didn't need the supremacy card, but I you still took it. it. And but, I was like... But it was oh, because no. I could have let you do that, and then my next round I'd be like, "Oh, well, I'll take it back." And then because I needed it, because I was going to summon to win, I was going to do my second summon, and I, you know, it's like I didn't even think about yeah. it, and I didn't realize that I was going to let you. I was totally fine with you doing your first summon, so I was like, "Well, yeah. that's okay. I don't. That's fine. He's not about to like do a second summon the turn after, kind of thing." But I did. I I, I inadvertently thwarted you when. Yeah. You so, but it, if that doesn't happen. I become I would have became more of a factor for sure at least as, yeah. as far as stopping Benito too because if the the dark side of Tiamat allows me to also remove fanatical mob from whoever has fanatical mobs yeah and so you would have been losing two yeah. per round uh, which would which have, is, I couldn't come back from yeah like right. you wouldn't have been able to set up the way you did right yeah by only because you had three you were getting one and a you guys turn, would get rid of the three turn, yeah. I'd get the third one before you could get rid of it. I could at least use it yeah. once. Yeah. God, it's so annoying. But yeah, like going to back to every single round would have just been, yeah. it, it would have killed you. So not fire. But yeah. Uh, now I, okay. So the last thing, Alfie, uh, for me, so much of it is not only playing the different gods, which is still fun. I don't think I've mastered all of them, but playing the different gods against other gods. Oh, like seeing how Tiamat lines up against Cthulhu versus against yeah. Master. So, now that Dolby played Tiamat and had a horrible time with it, I, of course, really want to play Tiamat right. to like try and see if I could f- a, and find yeah. what it is. I'm almost positive that I've won with Tiamat before. But I, I feel think, like you did too. Uh, but I, I don't know if you used his ability. I just think that you have to, in order, you have to get to the dark that, side. Or that first summon. I just don't know how to properly use but, the 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 front side of that of of his god powers. I, I can't really recall recall them, but like you like we were saying, you have to have a card engine, and you yeah. have to be able to get the cards every single turn. And if you don't, yeah, it's a really you're gonna have a real tough time. And that I sure did. The other one we have is we have printed out Asmo Day, which was like only available in the French copy, only in and, French too. So we have we had to like translate it. 
and Asmodee as a god is so complex. Um, I think me and Dolby are the only ones who have played it. It, yeah. It's 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 so ridiculous, but it's so much fun because it's so different. It's I I like it because it's like I like it for the same reason I don't like it because when you play Asmodee. Basically, the game, you just remove everybody else from it. You're only playing against yourself and time, right? Pretty like, much, yeah. Pretty much what everybody else is doing is completely irrelevant. As long as you're able to accomplish your little tasks, then it's totally fine. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's really yeah. you're setting yourself up for one giant big move at the end of the game. And then if you can get there, Benito has been so That's close. Right. So close, like twice. It, it, yeah. It. And I know he is like itching to try to get that, like, and actually do it. Yeah, but I I played it like three games in a row, and then so I was like, I can't. I got I got to get out of it for a second. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Cole. So so happy you enjoyed it. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't sure how you were gonna feel about it because it is a, a kind of a different game, and even I can't pinpoint exactly why it's resonated with. Like especially like me, Dolby, and Bus and Riley. I've been thinking about that a lot uh, too because even though I really liked it, like it, it like it might make top fifty for me next time I do, we do yeah. a top fifty. It's like it's not gonna give me a top ten. It's not gonna be a top nah. twenty right now. Maybe someday it could if I played it more often. Um, but it, I did. I thought about. it. I was like, man, but you guys love that game. It's the one you play over and over again. And I was trying to figure out even while we were playing, I was kind of talking. I was like. Maybe does the game shorter usually? Because I think it took us about three hours, maybe. Um, yeah. Which is probably longer than it's supposed to or whatever. We do go a little long with games. But I wanted, like, if it was an hour-long game, I could understand where it's like you could play it every other week. You know? Yeah. Um, A two-hour game, I feel like just because you guys do play so many different games, I, I was one. It's like, what is it about Colt that resonates so deeply with everyone that... And I know, and I wonder if it is just like the different paths to victory, mixed with um, the different ways to create a combo, mixed with the different gods, all create so much variability, and not like shallow variability, but like actual depth within there. That yeah, it, it, there's so much to explore. I think you nailed it on the head. Just the fact that there is all those different win conditions. There's so many different paths you can take in order to get to any one of those win conditions. And just the fact that it, it kind of is a take that type game and people can thwart you from those particular, like your particular strategy. And it's really about adapting to, okay, this is not going to work this turn. How do I, when you, even as you're resolving each location in the order of operations, you're thinking, okay, what can I do with my cult abilities to further my cause? Because I'm obviously not going to be able to go the route that I thought. Like, what's going to happen? What can I do to try to do something different that at least, you know, propels me a little bit forward, right? Um, but in addition to that, I do think the reason we love it so much is that it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably Riley's first, like, big game where he we made him play by himself. And I think that's probably. maybe... I think it's maybe... Pretty, on, pretty close. Yeah. It, or some of the... He played with... Um, Amanda once. He played with Amanda once, and, and then, then like you know, I think you're right because he did. He was like, "No, I got it. I got it. I got it." Oh, because but he, he didn't. But that's fine. He um, he yeah. likes the game and he plays games pretty regularly with you guys now, right? 
Yeah, now now he plays everything okay. and wins a lot. And he and yeah. he likes the game and he's good at the game, so it was like, okay, what are what are we in the mood for? And Riley's not like, oh, let's play flick him up. He's like, let's play Colt. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a really big a big reason. And I think that he won a couple times and I think that really like kind of spurred that like, oh, let's go on a win streak kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then we all just we got just so competitive with it and it just and it's and it works really well with three players, I'll say that. And it's a lot quicker with three players. Okay. Adding you the fourth adds a lot of time because there's just another variable more to think about. And I, I like that I yeah. think the game um the game plays itself to competitiveness well because it's it's yeah. not it's not a battle game it's not like we're just like rolling we're not playing a match or we're not playing like a hero escape or somewhere you're just rolling dice against each other or fighting each other but it's also not like it's not like it it's like there's euro mechanisms in there but it's not yeah it's not a classic euro like trickerion is we're gonna get to that's not a game where we're ultra competitive during we're not – you're really, like – you're trying to just create your own efficiency. We're not, like, being like, well, I'm trying to beat you here. I'm going to stop you here. Whereas in Colt, because there's that race against time, there is more of that competitiveness between each other of, like, well, I'm going to try to thwart you. Otherwise, you're going to win. So I'm going to do something yeah. that actively is against you. And you have That's to try to, like, point. trade that trade-off between, okay, I need to be able to hopefully stop whatever he's doing. But, like, I have to kind of think of myself, how do I – Again, how do I further myself that one inch while stopping somebody else? Mm-hmm. So next turn, I can you know capitalize even more so on whatever right. I'm doing. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because you do you, you you feel clever when you do that, right? Like when you stop someone in Colt and then also push your thing forward, you're like, oh man, like and and you do it with such little pieces, right? And you got you got you got a couple of squares that have numbers on them, and you're right. like, oh my god, look at all that I accomplished with this. And I, I think that's what's nice is that it's not thwarting you and my whole team is my whole turn is thwarting you like me stopping you from getting another temple that takes one action on my part and i have three free ones you know and so it's like and then i can even get more if i need to by by sacrificing some followers so it's like i like that it you don't have to spend your entire turn to stop somebody it's not munchkin or something like that that like it's kind of a lame game ultimately when you're like well i'm just trying to stop you it's like, no, 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 it's yeah. like, I'm going to take one action to stop you, and the other two-thirds of my turn, I'm going to further myself. Yeah, and then you can also, like, just by a matter of deduction, you can be like, oh, uh, Alvin, you're you're stopping Benito this turn. Right. You don't <laughs> I don't need to do that, so I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to go full on into my cause, and I can adapt if I, something else I see kind of triggers me, right? right. And in classic, in classic Ben's fashion, he convinces me to go stop somebody else. And then hurts me by doing it like he did with Dune the first time we ever played it. Asshole. Yeah, and Forbidden Stars. No, Forbidden Stars was different. You didn't, like, convince me to go do something else. You just metagame to me. In Dune, you literally convinced me that there was no way you could do (laughs) something. Straight lied to my face during the game, said you couldn't do anything, and then did the exact, like, you let me sacrifice everything I had on the first turn of the game so that you would, it would help you. Like, that was great. We've talked about it on the podcast before. I said, you have all the money nope. to buy guys. Yeah, that's, I have no money to buy you guys. All, you said all of that, but you said you couldn't do it. You got you to gotta fight him or Zach wins. No, Yeah, and, and that wasn't the truth. Because if I didn't fight him, Zach would not have won. You would have stopped him. 
Yeah, yeah, which I is didn't true. Have any money, which though. true. No, no, it doesn't matter. I but didn't you, have any money. You didn't say. You didn't say. Um, only the person with money can stop Zach, right? You said only you no. can stop Zach, which is not true. Because yeah. I wasn't that one the might only have been deceptive. one. You definitely. But I, I wasn't lying about not having money. Right, but that I doesn't matter. Like you're saying, I didn't lie about this one little part of the entire thing I said. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, classic Ben's fashion gets me to go stop somebody and do the dirty work, um, which I did pretty well throughout most of that game. So feel pretty good about that. Colt, that was a lot of fun. Definitely one I want to play some more of next time I'm there. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. I'm super glad to hear that, though. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Uh, I don't think anyone doesn't. Eh, except for Rico. So, But hopefully we'll change that in Nashville. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it then. So I'm, uh, I'm okay. actually interested if we actually get Colt in when we go to Nashville. We're not we were forcing it in. It's because it's, it, I don't know, that is going to be such a long game. It's you two, Rico, and Bus. And RC. Oh, RC's going with you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so it's going to be so, a five-player game, and that's going to end up being like three and a half, four hours. And for someone like Rico, who already doesn't like the game that much, <laughs> like, I feel like that will be, you like absolutely me play hate it. Like, I would almost even, like, just sit out, like, and watch and just try to be fly on the wall. Like, and I could take notes. Like, in that way, we can go do an in-depth analysis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Film it and commentate on it. So, speaking of sitting out, we played Trick. We played Trickerion. And I really want to play the game when we go to Nashville because one of the things from Essen that Bus was bummed about is that he went to buy the collector's edition of Trickerion and they had sold out before we got there. Ooh, that's tough. Like, they had it when we demoed Perseverance. And he, like, thought about it. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy it the next day when we demoed Voidfall. And they had the boxes and stuff. But they're like, no, no, no. We're sold out. Those are those are just empty. Well, to be fair to Boss, you don't need the Collector's Edition. Like, he could get the he base did. game and then Dogart's Gifts. And then he would, I think, have... Like, Dawn of Technology is kind of cool. We played with the uh, contraptions. But, like, he doesn't need the Academy because we don't play with it. Maybe someday yeah. we will. But, like, I played with the Academy. Not that great. He doesn't need the solo version, I don't think. Maybe he would want it. I, You know. But, like. Is the Academy, like, those three circles with that extra piece of the board? No. no. That's Dark Alley. That comes with the base game, uh, I'm fairly certain. But, uh, no. The Academy is a whole. You add a whole other separate board where you can place guys. You get an additional spot called the Academy that you can go to. Uh, and then you have another side player assistant person who is called your apprentice. And, like, oh, they gotcha. can go out there. They can go to the board. It's, like, it, it adds, like, way more stuff to the game. Dude, it adds so much. And the collector's edition, the only thing it does is it comes in a bigger box. Like, there's nothing deluxe about it. It really is, like, a all you can fit everything in one spot with, like, game trays. But, like... Because I've been thinking about that. It's like it's not actually like a deluxe version or anything like that. There's nothing nicer there that you can't get. Like there's no upgraded bits or anything like that. It's all the base stuff just with game trays, I think. The game trays are pretty nice. I guess so. Dude, how cool is it to be like, okay, you're blue, here you go. You're green, here you go. Yeah. I mean, you could give them a bag and it has all that stuff too, but I hear you. All right, all right. Well, let's talk about Shakirion. Either way, we should – Bus was bummed you couldn't get it. It was thinking of Nashville, uh, we should play Trick, and I can just partner up with RC, because since it's a four-player game. Because I know he's been dying to play it again. And I think he's only played it the one time with Z-Man. 
when uh when Z-Man he like performed all he did was perform like level one tricks like the whole game, but like he did it every turn. Oh, bus. No, Z-Man did that. No, but Bus has only played it the one time, right? Yeah, that was the one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Because you and I had played it a couple times before that. Yeah, because we were like, this is incredible. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, Dolby, what did you think? This is your first time. I really liked it. It was a super heavy game, but oh, yeah. I, I, I loved the just different things you could do throughout. And I like the, my, my favorite piece was obviously the performing like that particular aspect of the game I thought was really cool. The fact that you're trying to build these tricks to then perform them. But then there is that one last little mechanic where if you put them, you know, at a certain theater, but then if you perform them on Saturday rather than Friday, there's a chance that, that someone's already performed at that theater, which just, it's just that extra little wrinkle to where it makes you like, oh, okay, maybe I need to not go for this theater and grab the, uh, whatever the benefits are for performing there, but rather do something else. And I, I don't know. I think super cool. Um, the one things that I didn't realize early on enough was just, just how important having extra assistance were. Right. So yeah. my big oh, yeah. thing is like, so I started off the game with, I think it was like the mechanic. I think it was like the, or no, it was the uh, bow symbol, yeah. I believe. The so that gave me extra, that gave me extra money, I believe. Which one gives you the extra money when you uh, perform? The stopwatch, the manager. The manager. Okay, so I had the stopwatch, not the not the bow. Um, but yeah, so I had that. So I had kind of thought my way through this strategy without really knowing much. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to use this money to try to buy my way into things. And I, I didn't one, I didn't take advantage enough of trying to use the money properly and so i had this surplus of money every single turn even though i had more money coming in every single every single round mm -hmm. um but it, it, i just needed to get more of the actual like assistant assistance where i could then go to different places on the board because i think the part that killed me that everybody else was doing was going to dark alley and getting like the upgraded Cards. like benefits for those cards right. and i think that that really killed me because i think i got one in the game and i used it and then that team even that round it didn't matter at all that i used right. it. it it's like it's i noticed that about you you as well because it wasn't until maybe turn six where you got another person finally maybe turn five but like very for most of the game you only had your starting three people your magician your uh, yeah. hand and then your your manager and I think that what's so like I would think is like it worked for for whatever I was doing it was working to an extent because I was <coughs> still right there in the pack with everybody even though you guys had extra actions the only thing that hurt me was that like those turns six and seven right, right. that like oh man you guys pulled away you guys were able to use those one extra action to really to right. further like your cause we were setting up something bigger for those last turns whereas you were continuing you were able to continue like hanging on but then because we had those extra actions we were able to set up getting those extra resources the turn before getting the extra trick the turn before things like that we were able and to I... be ready to take off at the end yeah, and I yeah. think my, my, my biggest thing was that, like, what, the reason why I was able to keep up is because whatever that starting trick that I had was a pretty 
great starting trick. And by having the manager, I was able to get two resources out of the one that I collected. Yeah. And so, like, right away, I was able to, to complete this, like, I think it was, like, a second level, or uh, maybe it wasn't a second level trick. But anyways, like, I was able to complete this trick. No, you're, that, yeah, that would have... Not a second level trick, but you could get, you could put something down, and you got, like, two steel instead of one steel. Yeah, so, like, the, the, the thing was, I was able to get two steel immediately and use that to do this trick almost, like, every single turn, because I didn't... I, I didn't really understand how resources worked at the time. I didn't realize that, like, you didn't spend them. It's like, oh, I had metal, and I'm always going to have metal. And I'm like, so. Right. But that that's fine. But the thing is, I was I quickly learned that, and I was able to do that. But the only problem with that trick, where it would have came in handy to have an extra person, was refreshing the trick. So I wasn't able to, every time I used it, I had to set it up again. And that's where it really hurt me, especially early on. Is that I didn't realize that I couldn't. I had to actually build the trick again to then perform it, like yeah. every single round. Yeah. And so that that's like three actions right there. And so it's either, like I either only did that, which probably could have been fine <laughs> in theory, <laughs> yeah. but um, otherwise, like I, I I couldn't do anything else. So a it, it, really fun game. I I want to play it again, and I. I, I was surprised at because this was late and RC made it to the very end. Yeah, we played till like um, three a.m. I think. Yeah, but he at no point was like passing out. No, like he was in it the whole time. I, the very I mean, th- thanks to some Red Bull yeah. and a cup of coffee, like yeah. black. <laughs> but which is so not like him. But he made it, and I I thought uh. He did it with relatively few questions. Like, there's been other games less complicated where he's just a jerk and doesn't listen to the rules and then has a ton of questions. But he was, like, he was into it. Yeah, and I I felt like I helped him more than I would help anyone else with the game. Like, I would kind of talk him through something. So, like, well, you can go here and do this or here and do this if that's what you're trying to do. Same with Dolby a little bit. It's kind of like okay, what exactly are you trying to do this turn so that we can kind of figure out, like, how you can optimize it the best? Like, the first, I think you, like, send someone to the workshop, you're like, why can't I actually do anything in the workshop? So right. why am I doing that? You know, um, it's kind of like, well, let's figure this out so you can actually feel like you're having fun in the game. But, yeah, I thought I thought, I thought you both did, like, really well, especially RC. Like, this is, I would assume, the heaviest game he's ever played. It's It's got to be. Uh, and it's not like... Them, like, that's heavier no, probably, no. but... Yeah, so I, I remember in the, in the middle of it, I was like, oh, John, have you played anything this 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 heavy before? And you, like, listed off, like, all these things. And I was like, okay, 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 my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I thought you did a really good job of, of teaching the game, especially, like you said, like, kind of te- pulling people through a little bit. The, the, the performing is so fickle and so fiddly. But I will say this was maybe the best I've ever seen four people do it. So I yeah. what was nice was I haven't had a four player game of this since that time you mentioned with Z Man and Bus when we played. Yeah. And like since then I played a lot of solo and I played a lot of two player versions of it. Um, to where I have like ten plus plays of Tricurion and but like only so many at like the higher player counts. And it's so much fun at the higher player counts. I would say at four it felt great. Especially because it opens up all the spots now. And you're more likely to be able to be like, I'm going to send two people to downtown. I might be able to do it this turn. 
Because yeah. there are turns where, you know, not everyone's going to go to downtown. That's like you can't take that risk in a two-player game, and there's only two spots. Because kind of like I will lose my entire action if I do not get, like, if they also are going to that spot because they'll know they have to go right away too. So it's like, I I like that it opens up all the spots. I think that the, uh, but go going back to what you said about the 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 tricks and how you choose the tricks and perform the tricks and set up the tricks in the theater like that isn't super intuitive but i felt like we got it as a group like i felt everyone was kind of being like okay this is my symbol how do i find it and it's like so that part yeah and that's like usually so not complicated but like such a point uh, of contention for people like people have so much problem understanding how you're supposed to orient the symbol and i'm one of them like i know i've done it too but it's like after that first round, I don't think we were really answering questions. Like, and if it was, it was like, oh, I can put it like this, right? And it was already right. Whereas before, I know we would put chicks down, and we're like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta turn that, or like, oh, we know that's a link. Now you get points for that, right? And I, I think that's part of it is like every time you would lay down or we'd perform, we would walk through that entire like little play raid that's on the board, and I think that's a key. that was sick too. That's a key too of being like, okay, what do you get? For, you know, uh, who do you have backstage? Okay, your manager, Dolby, you gain extra money. All right, now um, you're performing. What's the bonus at the bottom? How many links are in there? You gain this stuff. And walking through that, it takes a little bit of extra time instead of just saying, like, okay, I get um, 12 money, three points, and two shards. Instead of doing that, it's like, let's just walk through it, make sure everybody gets what they need to get. Yeah, in – I wouldn't know any different, like, if someone played it a different way. Like, that would probably be, like, super frustrating. Yeah. Because that scoring was not, like, super intuitive to me. But the fact that you're walking through it kind of, like, instilled it a little bit better in my head. To where I kind of pieced together, okay, I think I'm going to get, you know, five fame or six fame from this turn. And then I would, as you walk through it, be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I do understand it because that's exactly what I got. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. I do, I do love even I think this is my fifth play of Trickerion, and it's still you start out and you get like a handful of points, and you're looking at that hundred point marker and you're like God how the hell am I ever gonna get up there, and then like four turns later you're like just scoring these tricks and you're just flying on tor- towards it. Yeah. Uh, this was another one I think me Dolby and RC. We're like within like two points of each other, and you—I mean—you ran away with it with with your last turn at the very end, yeah. Because it, it was like Dolby said through turn five, through turn four, we were all like within like a point of each other the entire game. I think turn five, someone fell back a bit, and they were able to come back, but it was like we started the turn and you were back a little further in the thirty-six range. Um, but, there was there was one round where I didn't get to perform. Yeah, that's what it was. And that was it. That's what it was. Yeah, I remember that sucked. And then I lost, I think, two tricks because the thing fell off before we could perform it. Ooh, that is stuff. I think I lost right? one at that too. Yeah. Yeah, because I you chose to perform somewhere I, else instead of there, and I didn't perform that round. And I thought someone was gonna else was gonna perform it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was the last two turns I was able to kind of jump out really really far and end game scoring i think i got a lot but um ultimately besides that it was like a very close game kind of like space race where like we are really yeah. close the whole game yeah I, another another game where i was very very proud of my turn 
game ending combo. You I can't were. remember what it was, but I remember having a combo at the very last of that game you that put me. Up, you set up a that only put me by like twenty behind. You like set up two tricks or something, and then threw them in the yeah. theater, and yeah. And those turns start to feel really good, like especially and Chikrion does that really well, where you're like, you talked about me and you setting up kind of like these these bigger tricks or later. So like, there were turns where I maybe didn't do a whole lot, but on the next turn, I had like two to three tricks ready, put them all out, was able to get them all performed by between me and the rest of you guys, and then just like was like, okay, cool, that was huge. Yeah. Now how do I get that? not three turns later again. Like, you know, it's, it's right. whatever. The engine that you build here is really fun. And and I think one of the keys with that is, like, you don't need to go find those resources again. They're there. You need to send one yeah. person to the workshop, set up the trick in your workshop, prepare the trick, go to the theater. It's like it takes three people. And that's the thing. It's like it takes three people. And so, Dolby, when you're talking about you need more people, it takes three people to go from having a trick to performing it because you need to prepare it in the workshop you need to set it up backstage, and then you need your magician to perform it. So when you're yeah. out of tricks, your entire turn, if you're trying to perform that turn, is just to do that one little trick. You don't get to do anything extra. No downtown. No going to market to grab some supplies for the next trick you want. Not going to downtown to get more people or to get money or to get new tricks. Everything is just to do that that one or two tricks or whatever. And so I think that's what, like... I do think... Yeah, that's and that's... Exa- you literally just explained, like, my whole right. problem with the game. I was always a keep up, but then I wasn't able to really ever capitalize on right. the fact that I had a couple of tricks that were really cool that I could do, right. but I just... I couldn't... I couldn't churn through them because I didn't have that one extra action. Right, right. I think, I think again, if I played that game over, I wouldn't choose the different starter. I think I would still continue with the manager... But it would just be a more <laughs> emphasis on getting that other. Right, you'd grab the hands quicker in the yeah. game, like to move turn one or two, grab an additional person um, that you'll be able to use the the rest of the game. Because that's the thing. It's like I know most worker placement games. It's like, well, gotta go get more workers. Gotta go get more workers. But like, there is trade offs. So like, I think part of the reason RC wasn't closer to me in the end was like there were t- entire turns where he wasn't using all his people. He was like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to do with this person. It's like, send him to downtown, man. Like, go get money. Like, do, you know, do something, do something. with them. But he was kind of like, I have no clue what to do with this person, you know? Yeah, so, and it's really unfortunate for me because, like, money was never an issue. Right. Like, I always had money coming in because I because of the bonus that the, like, manager gave me. So I could always afford to try to pay those, those workers that I didn't have. I would have always been able to afford them. And there would have been no downside. It, it, it only would have like it only would have helped me. But sweet, yeah. uh, Trikirion definitely holding its own. I man, again, it's just so cool. That's one of those ones like like Scythe. We're just playing it again, and just fall in love with it all over again. Yeah. Like it, it probably been about a year since I played Scythe, and probably been about a year since I played Trick. I think the last time I played Trick was with you and your sister. Oh, I totally forgot about that. We played the three-player. That's right. Back around Thanksgiving yeah. 2020. I totally and forgot that, about that game. Because even then, we had to learn the whole game all over again, and I, which is why I want to play it right now, because I, I got it right now. You got it, and anyone you're going to play with knows the game. Yeah. Right? And when we played with your sister, dude, I don't know if you remember, that was an eight-point game. She, Yeah, she beat me by like a she point. She won. And then you were right behind me. Yeah, we were all right there. Yeah, yeah. 
that was and that was that was awesome. Um, last thing about Trick is is I love you. You keep mentioning the metagame. I love the metagame in this one where you are trying to guess where people are gonna go, mm-hmm. and so you had mentioned earlier like okay, like you know you need to go to this spot. And so a lot of times if it comes to you, you can usually choose and win one thing no matter what because there's just not enough spots, right? Like, it's my first turn. Um, no one's taking these two things that I really want yet. And then really trying to, like, decide, like, okay, I need both of them. What am I willing to spend more money on if I don't get it? Right. Or more, more like, crystals on? I love that part of the game and just kind of read your opponent's. I, but, I do too. I, I like it, and especially when you look at it. And, and I like that there's some, like, obvious moves there then too. It's like, I'm the only person going to Dark Alley. That can be the very last thing I do. Yeah, I love that. But I think that's something that it's like you don't think about until you play the game a few times. Like, there were times where, like, RC or Dolby, I think even with you, it was like – and may, maybe not with you. RC, though, but he was like, oh, like, I'm going to go to Market Row. And it's like – or downtown. And it's like, well, you don't need to go to downtown right now if you don't want to. Because nobody else is going there, so yeah, I remember like, you saying that. Multiple go to times. Market Row first, because we're all going to Market Row. You can get the plus two, and you know if you need it, if you need the plus two, go there or downtown or something to grab the, those bonuses versus a place. Unless there's an order you need them. Like there are times where it's like, okay, I have to go to downtown, and I have to money. go to Market Row because I need like I need a trick, and then I need the supplies for the trick, and then and then I can go to my workshop to set that up, kind of thing. Um, but like, I got to send my magician to the theater cause I really need the Thursday spot or whatever. You know, it's like, there's so many nuances within there that I think make the game interesting. What's interesting is like the game's a seven, it's a seven round game. And it, I mean, it still takes us four hours when we play with that many people, you know, it's say we play earlier in the day, maybe it only takes us three hours, but like, that's a long game. That's only seven rounds, but it's like, there's so yeah. much to think about, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's definitely something it has going for it, though. That the fact that it's only seven rounds, it there's a lot of but depth I, there. And I really think that like our turns really didn't take that long. It's probably the the thing that I mean the t- the teach was forty five. Tor- teach was forty five minutes, and the fact that you were kind of going through the performing, mm-hmm. you know, a step by step right. that adds a little bit of time. And that, honestly, like I, I never felt we're also tired. We're also very tired, yes. Yeah, yeah. Probably not a great game to start at, like, midnight. No, which but is always this, when we started. This, this goes down with Concordia. We can start at Concordia at, like, 1 a.m. Yeah. I, I won that one. Nice. Uh, okay. Speaking of Concordia, uh, let's talk really quick about Nashville. the next trip. Uh, Dolby and I are the Drop the Dice traveling team. Uh, we're going to be going to Nashville, uh, bringing RC with us. And special guest, the bus is going to be joining us. We're very excited to see him. Uh, so let me just go through a couple of the games we want to play. Um, Alfie, you can kind of shout out if like you played some of these or if or if you're excited or not. So um, right off the bat, supposedly the first game we're going to play right when we land, Dwellings of Elder Vale. Which have you played this one at all? Is going to be available March 14th for pre. Is that what it is? Yep. Nice. Pi day. Nice. All new reason. <laughs> nice. Alpha, you've seen this one, though, right? I've seen this. I remember when this was on Kickstarter, maybe. Or it was on, like, the, like, the like you could, like, it was, like, after Kickstarter, but, like, the manage, pledge manager was going. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, I was yeah. like, ah, uh, like, a big box with a dinosaur on it. Like, I don't know. That doesn't really do anything for me. Um, 
And then it kind of came out, and I was like, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff here. This isn't just, like, kind of crappy Ameritrash, like, with big components. There's actually kind of an interesting game here. And then you guys played it at um, OscarCon last year, right? And yeah, I loved yeah. it. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I had gotten that game because it does. It looks awesome. I'd love to play it. Do either of you have this, or is it just uh, – I'm, going to, I'm going, going to have you're it. You're going to get it on Pi Day. You're going to yeah. pre-order it. Yes. All right. Well, next time I'm in AZ, we do a big game day. I'd love to break that one out. So that's my thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be sick. It, it, it was a really fun game. The, the only it's thing really I fun. didn't enjoy about it is that it seemed like it ended kind of abruptly. Um, yeah. It, it didn't seem like there was kind of a rhyme or reason to it. Like, what was I it? I forgot. It does have one of those, like, um, oh, well, when once the last so-and-so is built, it's just, it's just over. Yeah. And I thought we still had tiles left. I thought, like... The, the play mat that we were using had an X amount of tiles, like spaces. And it's like, right. if you fill them all up, then, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it felt weird to me the, the way it ended. Obviously, it's been a year since I played it, so I I, I really can't speak back to a lot of like, the game mechanics. Um, well, one of the things that I really remember is that, much like Scythe, and Alfie kind of mentioned it, is it's, it's not just an Ameritrash game. And there's probably more fighting in this than there is in Scythe. Because there's a lot of like battling the monsters, but so much of it is like, <clears throat> like you have to. I think you have to use your armies or like your your, your meeples to then build houses. Like you put those like little caps on them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the game is like 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 building up your area and building up um your kind of control over the different lands. And I think I think it was like by doing that you're able to draw different cards. I definitely focused on that a lot more, and you guys like killed way more of the monsters, which again. Gave you guys way more fun rewards than I got. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I was, I wasn't just drawing nearly as much cards. I'm so excited to play this again, though. It is a lot going on, and I'm just really want to dive deeper into it. And this plays uh, so, five, right? Five. Yeah, it plays five. Yeah, uh, it's gonna. So, cool. so probably one of the bigger, I really want to read bigger boxes side. of the game that I've ever seen before. Oh yeah. And then Maybe I, Assassin's Creed. And then I saw Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Court, and then I saw <laughs> Dwellings, and then I've seen... Uh, oh, it, yeah. it's... it's. Whenever I think a board... Like, a box can't get bigger, then, like, something else comes out, and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, Really excited to play Scythe again. I hope we can get this one in. Um, We played it last time we saw Bus, but I think there was, like, seven of us. We talked about it on the podcast. Like it's just yes. so unruly at seven, at five, it was, it'll be a lot tighter. It'll be a lot quicker. And we're playing with and, uh, like a few special guests at, at minimum, right? And then there was people who weren't even playing, right? Yeah. And so that 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 particular run through of Scythe, while seven's probably not the ideal number you want to play with, yeah. There's also distractions and. You know, people haven't seen Bus in a year or two because he's been overseas, so he's back. Yeah, and they're just... like, oh, hey, Mark, how's it going? And then, yeah. Um, so that's Scythe. I just got Seize the Bin. Seize the Bean. Seize the bin. What is That we saw bean. in Essen. What is that? So it's this coffee game we saw in Essen with just the most ridiculous bits. Like, I think you saw some of the pictures I was, I was sending. Yeah. It's got these just awesome components and it's a deck builder about starting your own cafe. And I'm just excited to see if it's going to take over uh, Viva Java Dice. 
Oh, okay. Probably. Um, but it's got it's it's got like three different tracks of cards that you can that you can draw from. Like you can draw customers, um, resources, or like tech. So like better coffee makers, better whatever. They all do different things. And you have your coffee shop, and your hand is your customers. So you drop like whatever five or whatever, and those are your customers. So when you play them down, you have to serve them. And you do that by using whatever resources and machines you have. And so it's this interesting thing where like the way you build your deck is going to be tailored to kind of what resources and what machines you're pulling, ideally. That's cool. So it's like almost a pairing of tableau and deck building. So it's like you have to have a tableau of machines and different types of coffee that you can serve. And then you build your customer base around whatever machines and stuff that you can actually brew to serve them. Yeah, so and then I, I'm excited. It seems super cool fascinating. Obviously, it looks cool as shit. Yeah, uh, and like they're like it's it's you know like someone wants decaf and someone wants cream and someone wants sugar or whatever. Someone wants croissants, and you can do all of that. Uh, in and the they game. have the little tiny croissant. And we do have the little tiny croissant. Uh, really excited to get food chain magnet. Hoping to get that back in. I know Rico's dying to play that again. Yeah, he wants to play with the um, the new the expansion, right? Yeah, he's got that expansion, which I cannot imagine adding more to that game it's like it's like trick almost where like dude i want to play with the academy but i can't imagine spreading myself even more thin yeah like the one that's like the one game that you put on that list that i'm like not super thrilled to try to play again was (laughs) j magnet i think i mean something's got to get vetoed off of here like the the list right now is i think 20 games and you know we're not playing 20 games yeah but i don't know if he really wants to play it, I don't know he if really Bus has played it before or not. Yeah, I, I feel like Bus hate would... that game. He's gonna hate, he would it hate it when he gets freaking destroyed turn one and like can't come back. It'll be like this game's so fucking stupid. Oh, that's right. That is one of those For games sure. where you can lose you can turn lose one, turn like one or two. They say because like yeah. the, the designers thing have said like if you can't lose a game on turn one, like what are you doing? Like you nice. know, it's basically it's like every round should count. I guess I, I don't I don't really personally agree with that concept. But, uh, yeah, buses, buses, because you make it's like you make a mistake early on, that's gonna have a domino effect an hour and a half later when you're still playing the game. Bus hates that. I hate that in games too. But bus really hates that in games. Um, I just remember, uh, that was the game that Chazzy No No was both drunk and high, and it was not going well for him. He could barely read his cards, <laughs> and. <laughs> We oh, speaking of which, real quick, we played Imperial Spells and Steam at game night the other night, which was awesome. Yeah. One of the, it was one of those like whoever wins the last game gets to, like choose the next game. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and there's a lady who comes, and she like late thirties kind of, and she didn't like was like I don't know like there were six of us, and one guy was like I have Imperial. I was like Imperial Spells and Steam. He's like yeah. I was like uh, I was like that game's awesome. She's like okay, let's do that. So we got it out. I was trying to, like, teach it and everything. And after a couple of rounds, I realized she's drunk. Like, we played a brewery, <laughs> and she's shit-faced. She's, like, picking her trains up off the board. Or, like, like she's doing all <laughs> sorts of weird stuff. Being, like, she can, like, deliver, and she's like, eh, I don't want to. Like, I don't need to do any of that. And I didn't realize what was going on, and I realized, like, she had her, like, pint. And then she'd also, like, had two, like, tall boys that she downed. And it was like, oh, God, and so we had to like walk her through every round. That just reminded me of Internet Chess, you know, like pl- 
playing with someone who's like truly good and like shit faced while like trying to actually like play a game with rules is tough. That's tough. Yeah. To be fair, I, I, I believe Chazzy, he just kind of passed. I think he would just do something. He knew an action that he could take and he would just yeah. do that action. And then on on yeah. to the next one. <laughs> I built a hamburger stand that sold the best pizza in town. Yep. Um, hoping to get Tokyo Metro finally to the table. I'm assuming this one's not going to make it. Yeah. It's, it's always yeah. on the list and it never makes it. Yeah. I, I'd love to play that. If you, if I ever come back, like that needs to be on the list. I'd love to play Tokyo Metro. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of great games you on guys here. Rank uh, the we games put is like what you guys really want to play. Be like, okay, this is the top of everyone's list. We let's make sure we play this. Like, do you do that or is it not just yet? Like, now ah, what's everyone I mean, in the mood for? Do you want to play Mystia? Do you want to play Mystia? No. All right. What? We put like a giant list together, and then I deleted a bunch of stuff off of it. Okay. And we talked about how many games we think we could actually play. Yeah. The last time we were there, we played 13. Okay. I was thinking like 10. Were there an extra day? You said there was like 20 games on this. I was like, I feel like you guys could probably get there 10 through 10. So thirteen. So we're there one more day. Yeah. So maybe like 15. So I feel like we could probably get 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the length of each game too. Exactly. So I think we could, depending on how much time Bus spends with his family, I, I think there's a chance that we could get through a couple, couple more just without having five. So it, it really all will all yeah. depend on how much time he's away and how much other extracurricular stuff that we end up doing outside and with, of games. Without Amanda there, I feel like it'll be like a little bit quicker too. Yeah. Uh, I don't have Nadevalier. There's a couple things that are on here though, like Nadevalier I didn't put on here, but I'm sure like at some point in the middle of the night, we'll want to keep going, but we're not going to want to learn something. Yeah. And that's where like Love Letter and Colt and Nadevalier – and seasons will come in. Uh, gotta play Concordia. I sent Rico. I bought him the top shelf bits. So there's like fancy paper, fancy nice. ink, like all this like That's cool fun. stuff. They, they look really nice. You did should you, look at them up. You, you guys played Concordia last time, right? How did yeah, you, at one a.m. Like that? Yeah. I don't think I ever got to talk to you about that. How did you like Concordia? I loved okay. it. Okay, nice. It was great. Amanda hated it. Why? From like turn one, I don't. It was one a.m. I think oh, I just don't think okay. she got it. It uh, was Dolby. I, I had mixed feelings. I think I hate. Yeah. I hated it because it was one a.m. and it's a pretty slow building game. Yeah. However, yeah. at the when we finished at three a.m., I was like, oh, I think I have a chance here, nice. and I was yeah. super into it. Nice. But it, it's that was one of those games where I was like, man, why is there not just like any kind of combo you can do it's like okay you have your card this is the action you're Pretty gonna take this turn forward, and yeah. then boom you're done and it's like what it's very straightforward i definitely think it's a skill-based game uh it's another game where you're like i think you needed to create waylines with stuff you own and that allowed you to one of the actions is like collect resources and like the more you're connected the better you can do i think it's something like that or it gives you more options sounds about right uh, I really liked it. I mean, the whole thing is card play, and then it's that thing where, like, can you figure out how to take more actions without having to take all your cards back? Because that's essentially, like, a whole turn, right? To, like, grab everything oh, back that's up. That's right. That's the mechanic. Is that and you have one your, of your cards... Uh, you have your uh, you deck can't... cards, and you can choose one action from your deck, but so you can only choose that once until you decide to refresh all it's of like them, century. and that was your action. I mean, I think you could, and I think you could grab, like, upgrade cards, too. So Dolby... 
kept grabbing these cars that let him copy a car that he had just played. Nice. So, like, let's say he, like, he played, like, the the build card. He would, like, build up his turn and gather up a bunch of resources, build, and then copy it, like, two turns. But it just, that took time. Yeah. Where me and Rico were, like, off doing, you know, our usual, like, cornucopia of, like, okay, I'm going to try a little bit of everything. And then Amanda just kept, like, getting money. Like like he said. She's like, get money. <laughs> Which is, like, I mean, typically it's not even a bad strategy either. Like, currency plays a role in every single game. So if you can't do something, gather money until you can kind of figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Usually you can kind of buy your way back into a game. At least be close. Well, I, I haven't played Concordia yet, but I know someday I probably I will. feel like you would love and it. I do. I, I agree. I think it's the kind of game that... Um, I am interested in playing sometime if, if that opportunity ever arises. Uh, it's absolutely one where, like, it's always in my cart on Amazon. Okay. I, uh, I don't know, I need to just pull the trigger. I almost pulled the trigger on Argent, and then I went back and they were all sold out. Now you can only buy it for, like, 90 bucks or whatever, and I was like, that's ridiculous, moving on. Yeah. I, I, uh, Dolby, I missed out on Botoku again because I didn't want to pre-order it. I wanted to buy it and then have it send it to me. And now it's not even available anymore. And now it's $130. Jesus, of dude. <laughs> Just buy the freaking game. How do you not they, learn from your own mistakes? This is the second time that I, like, waited to buy Botoku. Really? Because <laughs> at Essen, there was a long line. And I was like, we'll come back. Oh, and yeah. sure enough, like, come back. And they're, like, all sold out of Botoku. <laughs> So then this giant sign, and Dolby, without missing a beat, is like, hey, go up there and ask them if they have any copies of Batoku. <laughs> yeah, I was the one, um, like, the one that like, got all the games that he wanted because it's like, hey, this looks cool. It's like, I just bought it, shoved it in my backpack, and just... Yeah. <laughs> the Space Race was so good, dude. Literally walked... Well, that and the tennis, like, literally just walked by, and the lady was like, check out how sexy my rocket is. And Dolby was like, rocket? I'm in. <laughs> Space Race? And they're like, oh, it's a deck builder. I'm like... Where do sold, I where do I pay you sold, for this game? Oh, yeah. you don't actually deck build. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that that was it was kind of a Dude, don't, know, bait and switch there. Uh, so the last one I talk about really quick is is we played it a while ago, but we played it recently with Lewis, and that's I really want to bring Study and Emerald and play it at five. Uh, we played it at four, and we we managed to get two games out of it in one game night pretty quickly. Nice. I don't know what we did the first time, or maybe it was short the first time, but both games were like 45 minutes. And they like clipped along for a game that like is known for being complex. Like the second edition just moves. Like it's super easy, it's super fun. I'm really excited to just uh, dive back in and get new cards because you got this big stack of cards and since you only play with a handful of them. And then with five players, you actually play with even more cards. So again, like more cards, more fun. Um, like we didn't see any vampires or zombies when when me and Dolby played, so I'd love to see some of this like more weirder cards that can kind of come out. Um, but that's the last one that I'm I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, we gotta figure out how we're gonna get all these games there. I know, because <laughs> uh, now I'm actually bringing two games for bus. What are you bringing? Uh, so I'm bringing uh, BattleTech, which you requested earlier, and then that's right, he, yeah. he actually just told me about uh, wanting a uh, dominant species. As well, so. <laughs> the original or marine? Oh, if you uh, original, so, unfortunately not marine, because I like you would be going well, ham. On Rico has podcast right now. If it was marine, wait, what's uh, that? Who would be going ham? You would. Why? 
Where you're the one that loved it so much, right? It was in your top ten. Oh, so Marine was my number one in 2021, but Dominant Species yeah. Base is my number one all time. Oh, really? I, so, oh, so if you play Dominant Species, dude. Dude, play it. Skype me in. I'm playing it too. I'll play from afar. That game is so freaking good. It's the best game. It's the best game there. Best game planet. That's it. You guys should play okay. if you if you want to. It's so freaking good. Should we play base or marine? Uh, so marine only plays up to four. So if you got oh, RC, so ba- play so base because I think it plays to six maybe. Yeah, um, it plays like a and lot. And I think if you're gonna choose between the two, I would play base because I think that. Marine is more swingy, more random, more chaotic, more swingy, uh, and base allows you to kind of plan out your turn as you do it, uh, and then everything gets implemented. There's no surprises, really, as you're going through a turn, um, whereas Marine definitely has that. So, But I think, I mean, Dolby, you've never played either, right? No. Dude, I, I think you like when it. You were, I'm... There's, like, more playing than Tricurion, like I would say, but, like... Oh, yeah. I heard it's, that it's, it's pretty. Mean. It's a pretty heavy one. Yeah, it is. It's fun though, man. And it's, it's really mean, fun. and it's it's like you kind of gotta, you kind of gotta be willing to like take some hits in it. Um, that's cool. I'm excited about that, man. Like I'll add that. that I just added it to the list. I'll add it to the to the video channel. Um. All right. So that's our um, a couple of the games that we're looking forward to play. Again, probably not gonna play all of these. All right. They all have Before to be we finish, like three and a half hour games, we are going to the whole reason we're going. It's called Oscars Con. Is we're going to go watch the Oscars and we make it a game. You know, we obviously have a ballot and we choose who's going to win. And then we have like rules about drinking and it's this whole big thing. And it's so much fun. And I love the Oscars so much. But this year is going to be special because there's one movie that's going to win them all. And Dolby, what movie is that? It's Dune, starring Zendaya. Dune nominated for eleven awards, I believe. Probably gonna win at least ten of them and and lose 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 one very special. Is it one. really nominated for eleven? I think so. I mean, it might be ten. It's 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 second. I think Power of the Dog has twelve, and I think Dune is eleven. Dune Storms and Daya again probably gonna win most of the stuff it's nominated for. Sally, it's not, it's gonna lose the big one, but that's okay. Uh, is it nominated still be for fun. Best Picture? It is nominated, but for she'll best win picture. Best Actress, right? Oh, absolutely. She, uh, she's not nominated, but I think she'll win the write-in for Best Actress. Oh, because Zendaya, because she stars in Dune. Because yes. she stars in Dune. Yeah. yeah, she's actually up for every single actress nomination. Oh, and Best Supporting, best supporting and Best Actress. Yes. Well, you yeah. know, there's she plays a lot of faces in it, so yeah, it's 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 gonna win a lot. Uh, all right, guys, that was awesome. Uh, Alfie, are you can't wait to see you come back, man, dude. June, early June. Here, it felt so early June. Felt so good. That was so much fun. Like yeah. that next day, like me and RC were just like, dude, that was incredible. Just love all you guys. It just reiterates the fact of how great of a group this is. Dolphs. I have one question though. So I know the next morning there is an activity that you guys partook in. How yeah. did he like the prestige? Oh, so since we played Trikirion, and of course those of you who don't know, Trikirion is literally a prestige support game. Dude, he loved it. He he was into it like from frame one. Did he one, predict right? the the ultra twist at the end? Oh god, no. Okay. Kay. Did you I'm guys did you guys predict it. it the first time you watched it? I read the book, so I oh, did. The book's pretty good. It's weird. It's like way it, darker. It's way darker, and there's like when he like goes in the this cave whole thing with their their like ancestors, not their ancestors, their like descendants, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in it and stuff. 
where like the feud's been going on for like after they yeah. die, and they're like still, which is super like, cool yep, sabotaging each other. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sweet, love you guys. Uh, Bus, I know you're on the pond. I know I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. Why don't you go ahead and play us out? this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week. I, I agree. I think you could probably put them at the end to like keep like the topic seamless mm. and then like it'll be truncated with um, like what him and I talked about first and then what you and I talked about could be at the end. Otherwise, it might just flow naturally yeah. with, like, the cold open in the in the center of it while we talk about um, classic games. And then, yeah, Funko slash Prospero Hall, which is funny because you guys talked about Prospero Hall. Or, no, you guys talked about Ravensburger, didn't you, in they're the just, last they're just known TMG as the tar- episode? They're just known as the Target Brothers these days. The Target, yeah, yeah, right? The, the Target <laughs> games.